Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Well, truth will separate the goats from the sheep. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. want to take a moment here to let you know that you're welcome to come and worship with us right here at 296 Junietta Road in Dunbar Township, where we worship God in spirit and in truth. If you're in the Rogers, Ohio area, you're welcome to come and be with us in service on Sunday morning at 930, right there at the intersection of 154 and Route 7 in Rogers, Ohio. And we're in a little church right up there on the, the hill across from the Save-A-Lot supermarket. So come and worship with us if you're in the area. We're there on Sunday morning at 9.30 and then also we're there on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And here in Dunbar, of course, we're having services on Sunday at 6 o'clock and then on every Thursday, we have a service at 7 o'clock. So come out and be with us in service and hear the truth of God's Word. Have a song. of men, they find it hard to just accept the Word of God the way that it is written, the way that it's presented, and I find them using the expressions and they feel like that it makes them look more intelligent and, and sort of dresses uh, things up, you know, and makes it a little more acceptable to uh, believe or even dare to believe that there is a God, 
So they use these, the expressions as uh, intelligent design and things like that. We hear a lot about that today. And many things are, are said and in their wisdom, they trying to understand God and, and present this intelligent being or the intelligence, whatever they think that it is, to man, they use a lot or tell a lot of things and sometimes use uh, a portion of the Bible. And I've always felt like this, if you're going to use one word from the Word of God and try to use that to back up your doctrine, theory, or belief, or understanding, then why not believe the whole Word of God? But I found today that I've talked with many people, they said, well, here's the thing. That might be alright, that portion right there, but uh, now that story about Jonah and the whale and, and the flood and Noah, and, you know, I, and I, don't, I can't buy that. I don't believe that, that that happened. Now, I must mean something else. And so, therefore, they pick and choose through the Word of God what portion they want to believe because, after all, they, they don't want to look silly. They feel like that they would look foolish if they would uh, say that they would believe the whole thing. So they, they want to look intelligent. After all, they've been educated and they're smart men and they want to look intelligent. Then you hear, I read an article just recently, uh, from the paper, somebody writing about intelligent design, saying that uh, nobody can know God or uh, understand Him. Uh, I forget just the words that they used, but uh, I know better than that. We cannot, we can understand the things of God if you look at what the Word of God said. Now they was referring to a verse of Scripture. I know that in the Bible. Just they just chose a verse that uh, helped. Uh, back up their theory or their idea but uh, they didn't go on and deal with the rest of the Word of God and I feel like this I have to accept and believe the whole Word of God the Apostle Paul over in the 20, uh, yeah, 20th chapter of the book of Acts uh, he made a statement he said I did not shun to declare unto you the whole counsel of God not just part of it not just the part that he felt good about and that he chose, but he said, I have not shunned to declare unto, uh, to declare to you the whole counsel of God. So I believe that we have to take it all. And every word of God, remember what he said back in Proverbs, he said in the 30th chapter, I believe it is, about the fifth verse, he said, every word of God is pure. And we, we just have to accept the whole word of God. That's what I try to do. So if that's what it says, I believe it, and I'll leave it stand like that. I just don't take a little portion and say, well, this is for me, or, and uh, the rest of it I can't uh, accept, and things like that. All right, we go to Corinthians. <coughs> Excuse me. The Apostle Paul says this in first chapter of Corinthians, verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written... I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, that's that intelligent designer that you're talking about, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. 
But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For we see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. And I'm talking about being called to the truth of God's word, to the knowledge of salvation. I remember uh, going up to Pittsburgh one time, a fellow had heard me on the radio and called and he wanted to talk with me. So I went up and found his home and went in and we sat down and began to talk. And he was an educated man and he began to be asked questions like, well now do you believe that man is <clears throat> totally depraved or partially depraved? And then he had other questions and they was all from the mind, you know, the intelligent mind and the mind of the flesh. And, and yet I could see that the man uh, from his conversation, his actions and things like that, I could see that he was not a saved man and he was still a man after the world. So after a little bit, I listened to him and I began to think about Jesus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus, ruler of the Jews, came to Jesus by night and begin to talk to Jesus. He says, now I know that thou art a teacher sent from God. And why no man could do the things that you do. You know, God would have to send him. He, I recognize that. And he began to talk from his perspective. Jesus just looked at him and just got down, right down to the problem right now. He said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. So I sat there and I was thinking about that as this man was bringing all these different arguments up and and asking all these questions. And uh, I looked at him for a little bit and I said, you know, sir, what you need? He said, what's that? I said, you need to be born again of the water and of the spirit. You need to come to really know God as a spiritual man, not after the carnal mind or after the flesh, but as a spiritual man. And you can't know God and you can't know the things of God whenever that you're going after it with the natural mind. And you have to be born again. That's why it says in Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 2, he said, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we have to have a new mind. We have to have the mind of Christ. I want to continue to read here in the first chapter of Corinthians. He said, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, things that are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no place should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who hath, uh, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Then we look over in the second chapter of 1 Corinthians, verse 7. Paul said, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew, the educated, the scholarly, uh, they didn't know this. 
For had they have known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God, that's that intelligent designer, hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So whenever they say, well, no man can know the things of God. Is there a verse of scripture? Yeah, we have it right here. But watch what it continues to say, though. We just don't want to take that one statement alone. Watch. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. See, the world don't know him. The world through wisdom knew not God. We haven't received that spirit, but the spirit which is of God. Nicodemus, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. All right. Now, we've not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. In Deuteronomy the 29th chapter and 29th verse, it said the secret things belong unto the Lord, okay? But it continues on and says the things which are revealed belong unto us and our children forever. So there are things that God has revealed about himself to us through and by the Spirit to the spiritual man, all right? Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now watch what this says here in the 14th verse. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So the natural man receiveth not, he can't know them. Is that in the Bible? Yes, it is right here. But let's look at the whole scripture, the whole verse. They're spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But then he went on and said, but we... That's the people that's born again by the water and by the spirit. But we have the mind of Christ. Now, who hath known the mind of the Lord that we might instruct him? I'll tell you, the natural man, the created man, the natural man doesn't. The natural man's going to think with the natural mind. And he's not subject to the law of God. Can't be. Let me read that to you. That's found over in the 8th chapter of Romans. We understand that the natural man does not. But God fixed it up. That we can have his spirit living in us, changing our mind, fixing up our mind, that we might be able to understand the spiritual things, giving us a spiritual mind. Now he says here in Romans, the 8th chapter and verse 6, For to be carnally minded, that's the natural man, is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It always... Uh, wants to think the opposite. It has not faith. It don't want to believe in what God said. All right? For it is not subject to the law of God, 
neither indeed can it be. So then they that are of the flesh cannot please God. So we find that God's letting us know that the natural man will never be able to please him. But I'll tell you what, the spiritual man can, and that is why we must be born again. So when I told that man, I said, what you need, sir, you need to be born again. I explained then what it meant to be born again of the water and of the spirit. There was a reason for that. That is what we do, that uh, we come to God, we accept his plan of salvation, we obey what he said, and we're not trying to be like the natural man no more. You know, that natural uh, man, every, he has to see everything, like prove it with science and all that. And uh, you hear this, well, where did God come from? And, and well, how old is God? And uh, what does God look like? And on and on, and you hear all these arguments because they're trying to uh, somehow comprehend this great and mighty God with the natural mind. And it will never work, it'll never, never happen. And we find that Jesus made a statement. Let's go over and look at that. It's found in the 10th chapter of the book of Luke. And I always thought this was very interesting. And when Jesus was here, he uh, did a lot of teaching and they was astonished at his doctrine on many uh, accounts. And what's he talking about? And verse 21 of this 10th chapter of Luke reads like this. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and from the prudent, and hath revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, so it seemed good in thy sight. Now he hid these things from the wise and the prudent. Why, many with uh, many degrees and, and great minds, you know, of wisdom in the world, education and yet they can't grasp these little simple things of God. The Apostle Paul also gave the church a warning and we find this in 2 Corinthians the 11th chapter and I'd like to read that. It's very interesting. The, the way that uh, Paul approached things, I, I guess I just enjoy his writings and, and many things in the Word of God but in this 11th chapter he said uh, in verse uh, one, we'll just start there. Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. He said, For I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. And he went on, he said, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. That natural mind wants to make everything complicated, got to figure everything out. And the God's looking for the mind of faith, the mind of Christ, that we begin to accept what God said, believe it. And then he gives us an understanding and we begin to understand the things that he reveals to us. We might not understand everything, but I'll tell you what, the things that are revealed to us they belong to us and to our children forever. So I am very thankful for that. We see also in the Word of God, my mind goes back to, uh, what is it, uh, Isaiah, I believe it is. And uh, in the book of Isaiah, 
the 55th chapter. Let's turn back there. And my mind gets back there to, uh, we want to reason all the time. You know, let's, uh, let's stand on the side of reason here. Now, that's very unreasonable to ask me to believe that uh, a whale swallowed a man and uh, spit him back up and things like that. And, uh, well, now that's, that's very unreasonable. Well, if you want to reason, all right, let's see what God says about reason. Over here in Isaiah, the 55th chapter, we find this. He said uh, that, uh, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. See, Nicodemus, you need to be born again. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the unrighteous man his thoughts. You got to get rid of that. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts, this is what I want you to see, are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Alright, now we want to go on over in Isaiah to the first chapter of Isaiah, and verse 18. Isaiah 1.18, and pick up there. Now remember what he just said here. He said, your thoughts... My thoughts, two different things. And long as the natural man is trying to figure it out, his thoughts are not like God's thoughts. And he wants to uh, exalt himself and puff himself up. But God said it like this. You want to reason? He said, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. And the first thing he deals with again. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. So the first thing, if you want to reason... Let's get uh, down to this, get sin out of the way, get born again by the water and the Spirit, get the spiritual mind and the understanding that we're supposed to have. Then God can deal with us, and He can reveal things to us, and He can give us an understanding and give us the wisdom uh, which is up from above and not of this world. We go back to Proverbs 3 and verse uh, 5, and He says here, Trust in the Lord. With all thine heart, lean not unto thine understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. He went on here and said, Be not wise in thine eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. And it shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Keep that in mind. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Now let's go over to Isaiah, the fifth chapter, for just a moment. And verse 21. He says, but woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. So God is giving us the warning here that he don't reveal himself to the natural man. And it's not through the wisdom of this world that we get to know him or come to an understanding or know his ways or his, what he wants out of us. And it's, it's, it'll never come through that natural man. Now we go to Romans and we see what happened here. Uh, with mankind and what will happen to any man even if we get to a place where we have started maybe we do get to know a little bit about God we have to watch that mind it'll get us in trouble alright now watch what happens here in Romans the first chapter verse 21 he says because that when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. 
But professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man and to birds, four-footed beasts, and creeping things. And we find that that has happened down through time. Why the uh, New God at one time, way back in the beginning, God had revealed himself at times to man, and instead of them following that knowledge, why it was um, too much simplicity. That, that was what was wrong. Too much simplicity. Why they wanted something that they could get involved in. They wanted something that they could express their God with their education and with their knowledge and with their ability and with the work of their own hands and the work of their own mind. That's how they wanted to express God. And so, because when they knew not God, they glorified Him not as God, but they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. So then they professed themselves to be wise. And so you have this one race of people say, now this is God. And we can prove this, this is God. Somebody else comes along, no, no. Uh, we feel our wisdom and our knowledge, this is God. And they begin to tell. And let me tell you this, this might shock you, but this is why you have all the different so-called uh, churches today, denominations and everything else, and many of them, they call themselves Christianity. And there's all kind of other religions in the world today that are trying to represent God. But I'm going to tell you, the truth of it all is, we need to lay all that down, go back to His Word, obey His Word, and then just come to Him, and uh, though your sins be as scarlet, He says, you want to reason? Let's reason this. And get saved, get born again by the water and by the Spirit, according to the Word of God. Let God come into your life, then He'll give you an understanding. So they begin, the Bible said they changed the truth of God into a lie and voices and served the creature more than the creator. Man always exalting himself and, and puffing himself up. And God don't want that. It's time that we begin to realize that we are the created and he is the creator. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm not ashamed to say that I believe in creation. Well, you're going to try to tell me, well, reason would tell you that that can't be. Why, we have proved by our intelligence, and scientists will tell you today that the earth is so old and all that. I remember listening to a broadcast in Florida one time, and uh, a very educated scientist called this preacher. It was one of those talk shows, and he called the preacher, and he said, uh, Preacher, he said, now... We know, I believe it was through carbon, carbon testing or something, I don't remember now, but he said that the earth is this old and, and uh, how do you uh, correlate that with what you're saying from Genesis there? And the man, the preacher, I thought gave a very good uh, answer. He said, well, he said if it's that old, then God created it that old at that time. And uh, I thought, well, that's good enough for me. But, you know, they, they talk about standing on the side of reason and uh, reasoning with God. The first thing, let's get saved. That's what God is trying to tell us. Let's get saved. And then after that, God can deal with us. I see our time has slipped away again. We just get in talking about something. I had a lot more scripture that I really wanted to deal with today. But uh, think about it. The world through wisdom knew not God.
And you have been listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, inviting you to join him again next Sunday morning at the same time, 8.30 a.m. here on WMBS. 